Welcome to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. Each week we meet a new guest and learn their story, all the highs and lows, triumphs and disasters they've faced and how they got through to the other side. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk. Hello, I'm Heather from Checking In, and this week we're joined by Chris Aguilar, Resort Director at the Belfry Hotel. Chris talks to us about his career beginnings in South Africa, his current role as Resort Director, and how best to attract and retain talent in the industry and foster a positive people culture. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. Um, just to get us started, I know you've had a, a long career in hospitality, uh, over 20 years, but just to go back to the beginning, can you tell us how you sort of first got into the industry? What, what drew you towards it? And could you tell us a bit about some of your, your first roles? Yes, of course. Um, um, so my industry started all the way, or, you know, I, I've brought up in South Africa. Um, uh, my, I, I literally grew up in a hotel. Um, uh, so my mum was a chef. My dad was the hotel manager, general manager, um, uh, running a 60-metro hotel back home in South Africa. Um, uh, so, you know, our, our house was basically, basically the hotel. Um, uh, so when people say that, you know, hospitality, chose me you know I, I i don't know anything else um uh, you know i've always i've always lived and breathed hospitality from a very young age um you know cooking food with my mum when i was 12 years old or um, uh, um making food with my dad or um, running around for my dad in a hotel when i was a little bit older as well so um, um yeah it's, it's, it's always it's always been part of my dna um, from a very early age and then once i've left school um, I joined Proto Hotels. So Proto Hotels is part of uh, Marriott Group in South Africa, um, where I did a hospitality degree um, with Proto Hotels, um, where I basically did for 50, 51 weeks of the year, um, 52 weeks of the year, I, I focused on operational elements. Um, and um, uh, now and again, they will send you to, um, uh, to the hotels in Cape Town um, to get your the, 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 the theoreticals out of it as well. The theories of, of why you're doing and what you're doing from a, from a management perspective, from a cooking perspective. Um, and it was a great it was a great scholarship. It was a great um, opportunity to work in all departments um, in a hotel over the four or five years that I worked with Protea. And then when I, after five years, decided to come to the UK, um, I work in Cape Town, first of all, and Cape Town, absolutely amazing city. And while I work in Cape Town, um, I met a lot of people from from London coming um, coming from abroad, and everybody talked about the international experience. And it, it's something that um, I've always wanted to do. And I, so I've decided to, to come over to the UK um, and see what it's like. Um, initially, only for 12 months. Mm -hmm. um, uh, three years later, I'm still here. Um, and um, uh, it's a, it's it's it, it's amazing. Um, I've been very fortunate. My first role in London, I arrived, and um, I, my first role was at Sofitel St James. So it was the first five-star hotel opened 2002 um, um, in London, and I was part of the opening team. Um, so I went for an open day, um, uh, met a couple of the managers then, and the managers gave me this opportunity as a as a head waiter. Um, and that's where my career in the in the UK started. And you know, very very blessed and very very um, uh, lucky to have met two amazing people that supported me um, through my journey in hospitality in the UK. Mm, mm. Um, 
And just to go back to, to the very beginning, because that, that sounds very interesting growing up in a hotel. How did you how did you find that? Did you enjoy it? Or? I absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, from an early age, we were we were waiting. So um, I've got a, I've got an older brother, and we were we were waiting tables from I'll say ten years old. We were working in the restaurant, helping my mum and dad, um, cooking food, um, getting involved, trying to get as many tips as you possibly can, so you can buy yourself sweets. Um, um, and it, it it just it just started from yeah very very early on, but it also gave you it, it gives. It gave me the essence of, of what hospitality is about. Mm. Uh, my mom and dad believed that um, uh, the, the business was a family business. The people that worked for him was like family. Um, uh, while, you know, during the times that they they off, it was a seven-day-a-week seven operation because we were literally living on site in the hotel. Um, so the Sunday afternoons when my mom and dad was off, the people used to join us for a barbecue. And, and I think it's, 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 it's still, it's, it's, it's still um, with me today. Um, the, the, you know, the family element, um, um, making sure you know you've got the fairness and and um, uh, you know you treat everybody as as equals. Mm, mm. Um, and you mentioned sort of what you you learned and gleaned from your parents and also other inspirational figures. Uh, is there anyone who stands out to you in those those sort of early roles when you were first um, cutting your teeth in the industry? Who who inspired you? Yeah, I'll say the first person um, uh, who I met for my interview at Softbox and James, uh, Russell Lines. Mm. Um, uh, Russell was the meeting events sales manager. Um, and I remember walking around this amazing property, Softbox and James, with Russell. Um, uh, and he spoke to me about, you know, what five stars about, what quality is about. Um, and, and it was it was just, you know, ab- absolutely um, uh, uh, amazing experience um, uh, to to walk around in a in a in a, in a building site. And um, he gave he gave he put a lot of trust in me. Um, uh, and I think it's that trust that supported me through my career. If I if I didn't get that role as a head waiter um, uh, 20, 21 years ago, um, I'm sure my journey would have been totally different. Um, uh, but it just gave me that 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 belief to say, you know, um, uh, you're, you're you're from a very small little town in South Africa, um, uh, you know, it's it, it's you know putting putting put on this mass uh, this 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 amazing stage and a five star property um, was an incredible experience for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what was that shift like going from South Africa to the UK? Were there sort of any notable changes between the industry in both countries, or anything that sort of surprised you? Hmm. Um, no, very similar. I, I, I think it's um, it was the, the opening of Top James um, was a, a, a great experience. Um, uh, we had a lot of um, uh, French stars, and you know, I was I was I didn't know the UK market. I didn't understand um, uh, really what happened um, from a from a hospitality perspective. Um, so it was a, it was a steep learning curve for myself. Um, but it, it's totally different. Um, I think you know the first thing that that affected me most probably was the weather. Um, uh, you know, being in the sun and um, this amazing sunshine, and um, uh, going to the beaches in the afternoon, and and um, a very it's a very relaxed um, um, uh, atmosphere in, in Cape Town, um, uh, and and working in, in in London, you know, very busy to hustle and bustle. Um, uh, and it, but it's a yeah amazing amazing experience. Um, but but I think the essence, you know, the, I think the basic. Um, stays exactly the same in hospitality wherever you go. Mm, mm. Uh, do you think you'd ever return to South Africa uh, in the future? Um, no, no, definitely not. No, I've got. Um, I'm fairly, fairly settled. Yeah, much um, uh, fairly settled. Um, but over, I've been over in the UK now longer than what I ever lived in South Africa. So mm-hmm. yes, it's, it, it's, it's definitely my home. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, so I know throughout your career, you've, you've held different roles, like you, you mentioned the, mm. the operational side. Um, and then I believe you also held roles of director of food and beverage um, yes. with, uh, with, with some sites. Um, can you tell us about what, what led to the, uh, the shift in that um, and uh, what this, those sort of different roles taught you? No, definitely. Yeah, so, so I was so after Sophia and James, I um, uh, decided to leave um, hotels for a bit. Um, at that stage, I was in hotels for about seven, seven, eight years, and I really felt that I wanted to to try something else. So I I, I worked in contract catering um, for Restaurant Associates, where I looked after um, a very prestigious um, investment bank. Um, uh, so where they had about 159 conference rooms in four different buildings um, um, and it was it was a it was a slightly different to what you experience in a, in a hotel side of it um, but after about 18 months I realized that um, uh, it's not for me I absolutely really enjoyed my time in contract catering um, but I really wanted to go back into hotels mm. um, and my first role was a contract catering company in hotels so where I work for Restaurant Associates Hotels um, which I thought which I which was very interesting where you had to really make money from an F and B um, uh, um, outlet, as such, um, and so you've got one company running the rooms, and another company running the, the food and beverage, um, and it gave me a, a great ground um, uh, understanding of, of of how to really make money from F and B. From there, I went to Manchester, um, worked in Manchester for um, uh, about four, four to eight years. Um, uh, most, of the, I think, the last job in Manchester was with Q Hotels, um, where I was a group F&B director um, uh, for all for 26 um, properties, um, which included um, five resorts as well. And it was an absolutely immense um, experience. Again, um, uh, traveling around the UK visiting various different sites. Um, um, so we had five golf resorts. Um, then we had a, a couple of city centre properties, which was the Midland and, the, and Queens, um, and various um, uh, um, uh, properties in, in the regions. And it was and it was really understanding um, uh, how you how, how all the different um, clientele um, uh, um, work, how it works from an F&B perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Midland Hotel, which was high volume um, banqueting, including Queens as well. Um, and then you had all the golfers um, um, and the, the leisure guests in the in the, in the um, resort, um, and it was my first my first experience into golf resorts um, uh, with, with Q Hotels. Um, uh, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, learned quite a lot from the golfing side of it, um, and I think that must probably led me to to the Belfry. Um, uh, so um, I've been at the Belfry for the last five and a half years, and um, uh, started as a general manager, mm-hmm. moved into the role. Director um, and been in my current role for um, uh, just over three three years now. Yes, yes. Um, and so your current role is as resort director there. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what that entails? What are the duties of a resort director, and sort of what what does your day to day in the role look like now? <laughs> I don't think there's a there's a, there's a day to day example <laughs> at all. It's very me. Um, um, but I'll say um, the role as a resort director is about is about creating the vision um, uh, for the resort for the Port of Alfrey, um, and ultimately um, uh, setting the strategy for the for the for the team um, to for us, for us to achieve. And it's a it's about um, creating the culture at the at the resort. Um, uh, it's it's so important to make sure you've got a you've got a. a a, a great culture um, uh, where people is the heart um, uh, and so 
of, of the result. Um, now, ultimately, from a day-to-day -day perspective, um, uh, so I work very closely with the general manager. Um, uh, so the roles is very, it's very, um, it's, it's a lot of crossover between the roles. Um, uh, so it's myself and my general manager that focuses on a day-to-day -day, um, running off the resort. Um, uh, so zero to three months, and, and I'll say more from a commercial perspective, it's it's me focusing three months plus. Um, uh, where both roles focus on the commercial element, um, I'll say, and there's a, you know, as I mentioned, there's a, there's a lot of synergy between the roles. There needs to be, um, uh, because it's, a, it's ultimately it's a very complex business, mm. um, and it's important that you know um, uh, both roles really really focus on on driving the business forward. Mm. Mm. And structurally, how does it work in terms of the teams you oversee? Um, so do you do you both sort of oversee the same people or, or how is that divided and, and how does that sort of trickle down? Yeah, so the general manager looks after or he's got more operational people reporting into himself um, uh, and I've got the commercial element reporting into me. Um, but again, it's a, we've got an exec, executive team of 13. Um, so ultimately all the exec senior the senior leadership team reporting to myself um, but more from a day-to-day -day perspective there's um, a lot of dotted lines going into the GM um, and direct lines into myself. I see. Um, would you say the the two roles of, of general manager and resort director um, do they often face the same sort of complexities or do they have their unique challenges uh, in your opinion um I'll, I'll say it's very it's it's yeah of course the there is from from my role is is very much um uh, making sure it's that so the resort itself is as i mentioned it's fairly it's fairly complex so mm. we've got um uh, three golf courses um 320 bedrooms um a leisure club spa um so you know fairly fairly large meeting events department as well um, um so it is it is so important that both roles oversee the whole the whole resort. Um, um, my role is um, um, because we're very independent, so we are a, a single a single asset um, side that's owned by an investment vehicle. Um, so I report directly into the asset management team, and it's a it's it's a lot sometimes to do with the relationship building um, to ensure that you know we 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 communicate um, uh, to our asset management exactly what's happening on site. Um, um, and ultimately, from a from a general manager perspective, um, it is more from a day to day um, uh, running of the resort. Mm, mm. Um, and you mentioned earlier the importance of you know, fostering a, a good culture um, across your team. It, can you tell us how the the Belfry um, sort of facilitates that? I know there's quite a few measures in place to make sure that your your staff are very well supported um, supported. And yeah, could you tell us more about what's implemented to to keep that that culture in place? Of course, yeah. So what we so I'll say it must probably start. So I was I was very fortunate in um, uh, to get my role in November 2020, and there was a bit of a reset in hospitality mm. in in um, uh, after after COVID. Um, so it gave me a real opportunity to um, um, to almost start from scratch off. Mm where the Belfry was um, and what we want to do um, over the next three years. Um, uh, and 
it was all about really understanding and making sure that we always stay respectful towards the history of the business. Um, uh, you know, Belfry's got a, a very rich history um, from a golfing side of it, from a from a, um, a family experience, um, um, from meeting events, um, from a business perspective as well. And it and we always have to make sure that we we stay very very. Um, um, uh, respectful towards that, um, but what what I wanted to do was to really understand um, uh, how the how the culture will evolve over the next three to five years. Mm. Um, uh, with with myself being you know in in in, in charge of the overall the overall business, um, uh, and what I what I did was um, uh, I started doing um, a lot of listening forums with the teams. Um, uh, started looking at um, uh, getting service done with the teams and really understanding what do they want to change um, and what is important to the team. Um, uh, so once we once we had a better understanding of of, of where we are and, and what the team are saying, um, we put the Belfry beliefs together, so our values together. Um, so we built we built four values. Um, um, with the team, um, uh, and um, uh, that that really supported us in our vision and how we will change the culture um, over the next over the next uh, or then it was 2020 or 2021 um, over the next three to five years. Mm. Mm. And, it, and it's it's all important. It, I think the most important thing was that we had to we had, we have to listen to the teams. Um, uh, that, you know, we've got over 800 staff on site. Um, uh, we've got 35 different nationalities, um, uh, 36 different departments um, uh, working at the resort. Um, and we, you know, are split. Um, uh, so we've got 50, 56% of our workforce is female, um, and and various age the age range being from 16 to to 82 years. Um, so it's such a diverse workforce that. Mm. You know, one one set of rules or one one vision wouldn't wouldn't be um, uh, working in just in all thirty six different departments. What what the greenkeepers believe is 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 right for them is different to, let's say, my spa therapists. Um, but it was so important that we had to try to really you know ask them the questions. Um, uh, what is what what is important to yourself? Um, uh, our longest our longest um, serving employee has been here for over thirty seven years. Um, and it was so important to, to you know to speak to to speak to her and say you know what what, what, what tell us about the culture tell us about the, the history um, you know what is what is important to yourself um, and then from that um, we created our, our culture our vision um, but ultimately ultimately it's, a, it's my team that will shape the future um, of, of, of of what it's like um, uh, you know it is it, it is so important that it needs to be. Um, continue to evolve, of course, um, but they they need to believe in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think earlier you mentioned, I think you used the word reset. Um, in in your opinion, sort of post COVID, uh, in a more general sense, do you think that kickstarted the industry to start thinking more about uh, culture going forward? Do you think that was sort of uh, pushed by Absolutely. the pandemic? Mm. Totally agree, and I think it's a I think it's a, the best thing that happened for our industry as well um uh, and it, it, i think it's it was a great it was a great opportunity where we had to change our goals and our vision um and, and to really um uh, you know make make a lot of you know, it, was, it was a lot of ground to cover um and that was fairly quick um as well yeah and, and i think that you know that that really helped us with um, uh, what we what we offered from a retention perspective as well. So not only did we had recruitment challenges, um, but it was so important that we had to continue to retain our team, um, which is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, how how have you, from your perspective, um, seen uh, the landscape of recruitment in recent times? I know hospitality, that's an area it's really struggled with in the past few years. Um, have you seen that reflected at all uh, from your personal experience? Oh, totally. Um, uh, I think it's, I think the real, the real concern, of course, was, you know, we've, is the, is the turnover, um, uh, you know, uh, recruit hospitality um, turnover is sitting at about 90% um, at the minute, which is, which, which is a real challenge for a lot of, a lot of properties. Um, uh, you know, we're very fortunate because we've focused them on retention a lot. Um, we've managed to reduce to about 42%, um, which gives us a very a, a consistent workforce. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say that the, the land, the, you know, the, there's some some challenges in recruitment, um, especially from a skill skill shortages perspective. Um, um, but no, that's not in just in hospitality. I think you know, yes, chefs. We've got some real skill shortages in chefs, um, but also from a spa therapist perspective, um, uh, from a greenkeeping side of it as well. Um, so there's various other departments um, uh, that that, from my perspective, a resort element um, that is that has got similar challenges. Um, uh, you know, one in one in nine vacancies in hospitality. Um, is still vacant, which is a which is a huge number, mm. and um, you know, and it and it's and it's what we're going to do about changing people's views on it, um, and I think that's you know that's the that's the most important thing we can do is is how do we how do we really change you know the uh, the parents um, uh, the educational side of it, um, how do we change their views to really. Um, uh, make sure that that people understand that you know it, it's, it's hospitality is a absolutely amazing um a career and an absolutely phenomenal industry to work in mm, mm. and what in your opinion is is the best way to to um to get that message across and, and yeah how does so free do that yeah so we work we're working with um with Springboard, so a month and a half ago we had 120 kids with us on site um, uh, where we set up um, uh, five different workshops for them to experience on how to fold um, animal towels, how to serve tables, um, how to make um, non-alcoholic cocktails, and it, it just to give them a flavour of, of what hospitality is about. Um, it, it's about inspiring the next generation. It's about changing the mindsets. Um, um, you know, there's there's so much there's so much we can shout about as an industry. Um, uh, you know, our bounce back has been has, has been really really strong. Um, um, but it's but it's it's also important to to really make sure that you know we we, we can showcase. And I think hospitality for myself, um, it gave me the opportunity to travel. It gave me the opportunity to to leave South Africa, come to the UK. Um, uh, and really, really, you know, um, elevate and continue to 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 to, to um, uh, drive my career forward. Um, and so can it be for so many other people. There's so there's so many fantastic stories um, from so so many um, people that can say how how the hospitality has really supported them in in um, not only traveling the world but also um, uh, for supporting them from an individual perspective. Mm, mm. Um, and. and- from your perspective, have you seen people be sort of receptive to those messages? Do, do people seem to be um, on board with the idea that, you know, there's so many great opportunities that this industry can provide? Yeah, I, th- I think there's still a long way to go. Um, uh, I think, you know, I think there's, there's some there's some charities and, and some um, educational um, boards that's doing an incredible job. Um, I do believe that there's still a lot of 
work that needs to continue um, to happen. We've got some great some great bodies. You know, you've got the Institute of Hospitality mm-hmm. that's got you know again great ambassadors supporting them, um, uh, flying the flag for hospitality, say, saying what a what an amazing industry we are. Um, you've got um, Springboard, as I mentioned. I think from a hospitality, from a charity perspective, hospitality action we, we work with fairly close, very closely as well. Um, so you've got some great individual bodies doing an an, an incredible um, role in, in in shouting about the amazing industry. But uh, we need to continue to do it. And I think every single person working in hospitality has got the duty to do it. Mm, mm. Do you think any more could be done externally to um to help push this, or or do you think it will sort of get to where it needs to go at the right pace and be something that just takes time. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's, there's some challenges. You know, I, I think from a workforce perspective, there's, there's some real challenges. Um, I know the, you know, the re, I don't want to talk too much about politics or anything, but you know, I'll, I'll say that um, uh, there's, there's, there's some real challenges um, uh, in the UK. That that is stopping us from uh, from getting a a, a stable workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a lot of pressures in hospitality from a from a, a cost perspective, um, uh, which unfortunately doesn't help. Um, uh, you know, from a, it doesn't it doesn't um, it, um, showcase our industry um, uh, amazingly amazingly well and give us the, give it give us the base um, uh, to really to to project um, uh, forward from as well. So yes, there needs to be a lot more done. Um, but what I can say is that you know, as an industry, we've got some fantastic role models, um, uh, people that you know continue to talk, and and you know, Kate Nichols, um, really from a from a really support the industry, um, uh, you know, bringing us together, um, um, and really you know, speaking to to, to the right people um, uh, to get the right support in for every single hospitality um, uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, what advice then would, would you personally give to, to others in the industry, um, in terms of, uh, attracting and retaining staff? What would be your sort of parting advice in that regard? I'll say, yeah, but I'll, I'll say it's, it's, it's listening to the team, mm. um, uh, speak to your team. Um, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, it's about, um, and so it's so important to really understand um, uh, what the team requires um, on a daily basis, how they see the future shaping um, up as well. Um, uh, various, you know, recruitment recruitment has changed. The way we recruit staff, the way we um, uh, recruit our team members into our business. Um, our from a retention perspective, you know, we we have to really review what we offer from a benefits package perspective to a to a well-being element um, um so, there's, so there's, there's there's so much there's so much more that we continue to offer than i'll say what we did um uh, before COVID, and it's really ensuring the team's got a voice you know but, but being there for them as well you know being on the floor you know being visible asking questions mm-hmm. um uh, you know, allow allow them the opportunity to um, uh, to speak freely and and influence our business and and, and um, our future landscape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that, uh, Chris. Um, and just to just to finish up, we're at the end of one year. Uh, and can you tell us is there anything exciting on the horizon for the Belfry in the coming year? Anything you can tell us about any new developments for the site? Um, yes, um, we've got some very exciting. 
development um, and news, um, uh, which will, you know, we've got a, we've got a bigger piece going out in, in Q124, um, but, you know, we've, we've programmed on site. Um, we are in a very exciting development phase where we are uh, adding a, a ballroom to the, to the belfry, um, uh, which will be our largest, largest capacity um, um, conference room. Um, which we'll have on site. Um, we're also adding on additional bedroom stock, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, um, and this year so far, we've refurbed our, our bar area, the Brabazon Bar, um, and we're currently going through a soft refurbishment of our bedrooms as well. So, um, yes, some very, very exciting news um, uh, coming um, uh, very soon about um, uh, the amazing you know, the, um, development that's going to be between 20, um, over 20, 2024 and 2025. Brilliant. Well, we can't, can't wait to follow that. Um, and just to finish off the episode, we'd like to ask a few sort of quick fire round questions just to get to know a bit more about you. Um, so could you just tell us to start with, what is your favourite book? Um, I, like, I like fictional books. Um, so favourite author is probably is um, Michael Connolly, James Patterson. Um, all of them, yeah, all of them got some great... Um, um, uh, strong characters mm-hmm. um, in the books. Um, yeah, I'm probably quite enjoyed because it, it it takes you it takes you your 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 mind off everything around you. And it's some some really really great books. Yeah. Yeah. Good good escapism. Um, do you have a favourite film? Um, I don't. Um, so I've got three boys, um, uh, and unfortunately, it is it is what. They like to watch these days. Um, uh, being in a in a in a festive season, um, I must have already watched Home Alone, um, one and two about seven times already. And you know we're only in the middle of middle of December. <laughs> There's still time to go. Um, do you have a pet hate? Um, I'll say my pet hate is probably um, uh, the South African rugby team only winning the rugby World Cup by one point. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I would have hoped it would have been about seven or fourteen points. That's that's fair. That's that's a fair pet. Yeah. Um, do you have a favourite holiday destination? Uh, holiday destination: Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's uh, beautiful, Phuket. Um, uh, amazing food, um, uh, people, beaches, um, weather, of course, as well. So, um, uh, just 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 a fantastic country. Yeah, lovely. Um, who was someone that inspired you growing up? Uh, I, I need to go back to um, my family, most probably. Mm. Um, I need to go back to my dad, um, you know, working in a you know, hotel, growing up in a hotel, seeing my dad um, working seven days a week in hospitality, um, yeah, I, I think it gave me a, a very good, a very good grounding. Um, the way he worked with his team, the way he managed his business. Um, my dad was was going to work for, for he was working for Holiday Inn um, um, at that stage, and um, uh, my 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 grandfather then asked him to come and run the the family business, which is the the, the, the hotel. Um, so he gave up his career to really support um, uh, the, the overall family business and. Um, uh, yeah, it is. It, it just inspired me to say, you know, it, 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 that, that's that's what I want to do one day. Um, uh, I I want to work in hospitality. Um, um, I want to make sure I I evolve my career to what my dad potentially could have had if he didn't decide to work for a family business. Mm, mm. 
Lovely. Um, and just finally, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, yeah, I think it's best. It's the best piece of advice, and it's something that I must probably. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a. What else? Um, 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 there, you know, so there's always there's always room for improvement. There's always room to grow um, as a as a person, um, as a business. We we continue to evolve. Um, we continue to learn. Um, uh, and it's a question I continue to ask myself. And, and you know, someone mentioned to me many years ago is, is, is what else? You know, never stand still. Um, always, you know, be be hungry and, and on the lookout for, you know, the, the next thing, um, uh, the next thing from from your current forecast to your budget to, you know, your, your, your five year projection. It, it's, you know, what else? What is what is the next thing for our business? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk.